Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. We're in Alaska, Arizona, and now we can welcome Colorado. Oh, yeah, Colorado. Way to go. Illinois, Montana, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Washington State, and Wisconsin. That is so exciting. Yeah. But here's the thing. This wouldn't be happening if there wasn't a reason if there wasn't something bad going on in the public schools to cause parents to sit up, get up, get out and do something about it. So that's what's, that's what's happening right now. And I'm going to bring you up to date with Washington state. Just, we're just publishing right now, uh, information about something amazing that happened in battleground school district on July 26th. Something good. Something good. So Battleground School Board was scheduled to vote on the adoption of HealthSmart, which is a bad CSE curriculum. And um, this is a new new middle school uh, comprehensive sexuality health curriculum. The board, pressured to adopt the curriculum, knew it was unpopular with most district parents. Thankfully, under the advisement of local directors of the curriculum committee, they voted unanimously to postpone their decision and consider a new curriculum, and that curriculum is called Check the Facts. Now, isn't that a great name? Check the Facts. Well, that'd be, that would, you know, that's really, that's really a novel idea, guys. Let's check the facts. So Check the Facts gave California school districts an alternative to the comprehensive sexual health curricula that was offered by the state of California. And earlier this year, Washington Parents' Rights and Education and Informed Parents of Washington began working with the author of Check the Facts to create a Washington-compliant version pretty pretty clever and I'm so proud of these two groups in the state of Washington. On June 28th, 2021, Jennifer Heine Withy, Washington pre-director, presented Check the Facts to the Battleground School Board. Board members and curriculum directors have since held meetings with the author 
and will submit it to the Curriculum Review Committee for consideration. If the Battleground School District chooses Check the Facts, they will be the first district in the state of Washington to adopt a curriculum submitted by parents. So let's just compare HealthSmart to Check the Facts. HealthSmart is not medically accurate. HealthSmart is not age-appropriate. HealthSmart is not inclusive. HealthSmart is gender-confusing, and it's also incomplete. Now, Check the Facts, on the other hand, is age-appropriate, medically accurate, inclusive, independent, and unbiased. It is honest, and it meets Washington State standards. So we encourage you to, to check it out. Check the facts. It's www.check-thefacts.com. That's check-thefacts.com. Some good news for a change. Okay, now we're going to move on to the whole mask issue. Oh my goodness, what a week. What a week. So, but let's do a little, you know, a little investigation here of like what's what's gone on. So on July 8th, Forbes magazine uh, produced a, um, a sort of a rundown of, you know, what's happening, you know, with the school districts and this mass situation. And they reported that all 50 states have dropped mask mandates for the general public. Now that's July 8th. But 10 states still require students to wear a mask in schools, though some could drop the requirement before the start of the new school year this fall. And that did happen in many states. Those states are California, Washington, New Mexico, Illinois, New York, Connecticut, Delaware, Virginia, Hawaii, and North Carolina. Michigan and West Virginia require masks for unvaccinated students, while most states allow local districts the flexibility to mandate face coverings without mandating it statewide. Eight states have banned local districts from instituting a mask mandate in their schools, Utah, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Iowa, Vermont, and South Carolina. You can also add Wyoming to that list. I'm eager to see another successful school year. Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon is committed to standing behind local school districts as they make decisions on how students can return to the classroom safely. According to a press release sent from his office on August 4th, the governor will not require districts to implement mask mandates. Now, Wyoming was first in the nation to have a safe and successful in-person school year last year, Governor Gordon uh, shared, and he said that his focus is on supporting local school boards as they take into account conditions in their community. Now, on July 20th, um, Red State reported that California officials are suggesting that parents may not like the mandates, but will comply out of sheer desperation to get their kids back into school. Hmm. Now, they may be right, but angry parents will be looking for someone to blame. And the buck stops with, guess who? Well, of course, Gavin Newsom, 
who just so happens to be facing a recall on September 14th. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be watching the news then. However, some parents have had enough of the back and forth and they see no reason to mask their children when teachers are vaccinated and children are not at risk to significantly spread COVID nor contract it. Private schools in California have been called have been open all year and have reported no significant outbreaks or issues and they opened before the vaccine even hit the market. So people keep complaining that masking has become political, but you know, it's only become political because the politicians are imposing mask mandates according to politics and not logic or data. So there is a petition in California and it's been circulating to eradicate student mask mandates in the state of California and parents are beginning to grow tired of this state of limbo. They may be willing to endure masks to return to school, but that doesn't mean that they like it and that doesn't mean that they won't take out take out their displeasure on the governor and their local school officials in the next election cycle. Now, the New York Post reported on Tuesday, July 27th, the CDC came out with new guidelines. Oh, that's changing everything. And those guidelines are recommending indoor mask mandates even for fully vaccinated people. What? Oh, come on. So since July 27th, things have been crazy, haven't they? The agency said it also is now urging everyone in K-12 schools to wear a mask when they return to class, regardless of vaccination status. So I guess the vaccinations don't work, huh? Well, anyway, in areas with substantial and high transmission, the CDC recommends fully vaccinated people wear masks in public indoor settings to help prevent the spread of the Delta variants and protect others, according to uh, Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Hmm. Children should return to full-time in-person learning in the fall with proper prevention strategies, she added. Well, thank you, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, but that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so moving on to Texas, the Texas State Teachers Association has called on Governor Greg Abbott to withdraw the prohibition of masks and to allow school districts to require masks when students return to school. Of of course they're going to do that. Of course the Teachers Association wants all children to be masked, even if it doesn't make any sense. July 30th. So this is three days after the CDC uh, made their big announcement. Uh, Tampa, Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis signed an executive order that effectively bans school systems from establishing mask mandates in response to rising COVID-19 cases. Oh, yay, Governor Ron DeSantis, a voice of reason. In a press conference, DeSantis said his order would have the Florida Departments of Education and the Department of Health create rules that would keep masks wearing up to a parent's decision. Wow, that's a breath of fresh air, isn't it? The order itself states the departments will now make the rules to keep COVID-19 protocols from violating constitutional freedoms, parents' right to make health care decisions for their children, 
and protect children with disabilities from being harmed by mask mandates. DeSantis' order allows the state to withhold funds from schools that enact mask mandates to slow the spread of COVID-19. At the time, Broward County School Board voted to require masks following recommendations from the CDC and to return to indoor masking regardless of vaccination status. DeSantis said he wanted to let parents make the choice whether to have their children wear masks in schools, saying it was a protected right under the Parents' Bill of Rights DeSantis signed in May. Would you say there's some confusion out there? I would. Now let's go on to Portland, Oregon. The state of Oregon will require students and staff in K-12 schools to wear masks indoors this fall, according to Kate Brown, when she announced this on Thursday, July 29th. Actually, that was the day the CDC made their announcement. She didn't waste any time, did she? The decision follows this week's updated national masking guidelines and a spike in COVID-19 cases in Oregon due to the highly transmissible Delta variant. Quote, my priority is to ensure our kids are able to safely return to full-time in-person learning this fall, five days per week and with minimal disruptions, Brown said. Uh, She also stated that with many children still ineligible to be vaccinated, masks are an effective way to help keep our kids safe in the classroom. Their learning environment, we know, serves them best. Oh, and in addition to that, Washington Governor Jay Inslee said on Wednesday that the state will continue to require that all students and employees of K-12 schools wear masks when instruction resumes for the upcoming school year and noted that it is a legal requirement not up to the local jurisdictions. Oh, it's not up to local jurisdictions, according to Inslee. So what's going on in Anchorage, Alaska? Well, on August 3rd, the Anchorage school board members voted to require masks for all Anchorage schools in support of the superintendent, Dina Bishop. She took it upon herself to make a statement, a declaration, that all students would be masked in the coming school year. Over 100 people testified at the school board meeting, and most stated their children's social, psychological, physical, and emotional health was being put at risk by the superintendent's mask mandate for the coming school year. Now, keep in mind, the superintendent works for the board, not the other way around. Another 914 parents sent emails to the school board on the matter of the masks. Many said they will pull their children out of public schools as a result. I hope they do. Most who spoke said that parents' rights need to be restored and they won't send their children to school in masks. Our leader in Anchorage uh, made a very bold statement on Facebook. She produced a video, and I believe that she was responsible 
for rallying the the parents and encouraging them to go to the school board meeting and testify. Thank you so much, Annie Massey. Suffice it to say, this issue continues to be highly controversial, especially in regards to student health. The most important data point from the CDC is that since the pandemic has started through July 2021, there have been no deaths in the, in the Alaska age group under 17 years. Thus, it would seem if it is more important to protect the ASD staff as students have an extremely low chance of contracting the virus. And if students get the virus, the mortality rate is zero if there are no pre-existing conditions. Dr. Marty Marquet and his research team at Johns Hopkins School of Medicine analyzed childhood COVID cases and found a mortality rate of zero among kids with no pre-existing condition. He noted that the CDC states that 335 children under age 18 have died with a COVID diagnosis in their record, but the CDC did not indicate if that virus was incidental or casual. So his team studied 48,000 kids under age 18 who were diagnosed with COVID. They found a mortality rate of zero among those without a pre-existing condition. Regarding transmission of COVID by students to adults, Dr. Danny Benjamin, a pediatric infectious disease and epidemiologist at Duke University, studied 11 North Carolina school districts, including 90,000 students and staff. Their conclusion? No evidence of student-to-adult transmission of COVID. Bottom line, there is virtually no child-to-adult transmission during in-person schooling. So to mask students has no effect on the transmission to adult staff. What should our response be? As an organization and as individuals, we support the right of parents to make health decisions for their children. Masks should be optional. In addition, PRE recognizes the right of local school boards to make policy decisions which reflect the community. School board members legally have control of school policies, although they are often reminded at association meetings they have the power to create and change policy. Superintendents may encourage members to comply with requests from the Department of Education. I believe that is exactly what happened in Alaska at the Anchorage School Board meeting. There have been some very disturbing responses by state and local officials regarding health-related mandates, including mandatory masking and vaccines. That's all for today. We will continue this discussion next time. This is Parents' Rights Now. Thanks for listening. We'd love to have you join us. Please fill out the form on our website called Join Us. 
Oh, and one last thing. Would you be willing to support us financially? We are 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. And that means that you can take a tax deduction for any amount you give. I encourage you to join the 12 by 12 Club. That's $12 a month for 12 months. If you do that, you will receive a complimentary parent guide as long as supplies last. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org, and click on the Donate button. Thanks so much for joining us and helping us do what we do here. This is Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now.